0: The physical changes are secondary. It's the mental transformation that gets people hooked on health and fitness. Welcome to the Mental Reps Podcast, where you've come to grow your mind in order to transform your body. I'm your host, Deanna. Let's dive right in. You know what's so funny is that I heard this song, my intro song, on the radio the other day, and don't ask me why. I never listened to the radio, but my phone was not Bluetooth-ing. thing is what it is. I just put the radio on. And this song came on and I haven't listened to this song. Industry baby is the song that I'm talking about. I haven't listened to it. Like actually the song in so freaking long. It is a banger. It is, I was bouncing and bopping, it's just, it's a go and I got immediately added back into my gym playlist and I was just vibing with it. So if you need a little banger, definitely go put that shit on, full blast, car, windows open, sunroof open, driving, it's a whole ass vibe and it was just a whole mood. So I'm just a nice little reminder for myself outside of the podcast that this song does in fact exist and it freaking rocks. Totally outside of the point though. Welcome to the show. Welcome. Welcome to anyone who is new, who is a new listener for today. My name is Deanna. I am the host of the mental reps podcast, and I'm so excited for you to be joining us. And if you are a longtime listener. You are a longtime fan of the show. I appreciate you so stinking much. You guys have no idea how much your support means to me. And I try to say this as much as possible, but truly I would not be here doing this if it wasn't for you. It wasn't for the messages. It wasn't for the support that I received on this show. Because if you could imagine, it is a little bit weird and slightly lonely to be recording a podcast by Yourself, And I always try to keep that in mind as I'm recording. It's like, yeah, I'm standing here solo yelling into a microphone, but eventually this will reach the ears of those who need to hear it. So thank you very much for being here, for tuning in. And as always, I'm very excited for today's episode, jumping into a little bit more of that mindset piece. And for those of you who are new here, you can expect a number of different things from the show, anywhere from health and fitness to, you know, workout specific to nutrition and mindset, personal development, more of the get your mind right in order to get your body right type of deal. And I share a lot of my personal experiences and what I have been through through my own fitness journey, because truth be told, how in the hell could I talk about any of this if I have not been through it myself, if I have not gained some sort of insight to said topics, said things. So this, today's episode is absolutely no different. And we are going to learn how to control the controllables, to control what you can in fact control. And it sounds So simple. It sounds so simple, but it is not as easily applicable, but control what you can control. It's, it's a saying that I find myself repeating in my head personally throughout the day to my clients endlessly in their check-ins. And really honestly, even to friends and family, when they ask for advice, whatever the situation may be, it really does kind of stem back to exactly that. Like, well, what is in your control? Cool. Let's focus on that. And Again, sounds really simple. Like, okay, yeah, duh, right? Like, I can't control it. So like, okay, whatever. But really, really think about it. Really think about what that means and start to picture and visualize maybe a certain experience or circumstance or a situation maybe that you're in right now. If something is entirely out of your control, why are we worrying about it? Why are we stressing it? Why are we putting all this time and energy toward it? Why spend endless amounts of time getting caught up in something that you can't control, that you got nothing to do with, all right? Let that shit go. Let it go. And that does not mean, because there's always a caveat, that does not mean that we just frolic happily through life thinking, well, dang, can't do anything about that. And oh, shoot, can't do anything about this. Yep. Oh, guess what? All right. Oh, well, I'll just accept the circumstance. No, no. We're not doing that shit either. Okay. We're not just, you know, merrily skipping through the valleys of I've got no problems. I can't control anything. It is what it is. Let it go. There's a happy medium here. Okay. Because we have an immense amount of power in what we can do and what we can control. And some of you guys out there have got it twisted and you've kind of blurred the lines between the two, between what is in your power versus what is not. And There is a distinct line there. There is a distinct line. There is very little wiggle room as far as these situations go. But if you don't have the right mindset, the right outlook into whatever the situation may be, that line practically doesn't exist. Never mind blurred. It just, you deleted it. You deleted the line and you stepped right into the frolicking through happy land, daffodils, roses, and sunflowers thinking, well, out of my control. Who cares? It is what it is. Like, no. No, no, no. Okay, there are certain things you can and cannot control, things you can't control. The day of the week, the hours that you work, a a busy schedule, the weather, uh, where, I don't know, where your best friend or your boss chooses to take the employees out to dinner on Friday, where your bestie wants to go to happy hour for her birthday. You can't control those things. But there are a lot of things you can control. How you plan your week. Uh, What you do in the hours that you're not working, what you do in the hours that you're not running around in your busy schedule, the choices you make when you do go out to dinner, when you do go out to that happy hour, that birthday celebration. And I don't want to sit here and say, you know, being on your fitness journey gives you superpowers, although – I can argue a pretty strong point that I do feel invincible quite a bit. But I will say that the longer you do this shit, the longer you're on your fitness journey, the longer you're showing up and putting in the work and building those repetitions and building your strength, you start to understand mentally nothing to do with the physical body. You understand mentally that there isn't really a whole lot that you can't control. Like you kind of do have superpowers. And You're also way more inclined to find easy ways, simple ways around the shit that won't budge so that, you know, above all, ending your day, ending your week, you do have a lot of control in how you spend your day, how you spend your time, the mindset, your outlook, all of these things so that the shit that won't budge, neither here nor there. You don't even really remember about it. And it sounds kind of crazy to say that too, where it's like, you know, you're on your fitness journey for X amount of months, X amount of years, whatever. And now all of a sudden it feels like you can move mountains, but you do. You do feel like you can move mountains. You do feel like you're in a lot more control. You do feel like you have the power to transform, you know, your day, your week, your month. You have this this innate like, holy shit, I, yeah, I can do it. And I don't know, maybe I'm just speaking to me personally, but my confidence in my ability to control the controllables, control my mindset, control certain situations has drastically increased the longer I have been on my fitness journey. And it comes back to that, you know, how you do one thing is how you do everything. And if you are very much in control of your food choices, your mindset around food, your workouts, how hard you push in the gym, the days that you get there, the days that you don't want to go, but you go anyway, and you're kind of Depositing all of these discipline, you know, deposits into your bank account, and then all of a sudden, shit pops up. It's kind of like, screw, screw, good to go. Move right along. You don't even care. It doesn't even phase you versus individuals who maybe don't have that same mental fortitude. They don't put those same deposits in on a regular basis. They come to a roadblock, and it's like, oh my goodness, n- n- oh, can't do it. Can't do it. And it may not even be a true roadblock, it may be a little pebble in the road. But if you're not used to regularly overcoming things, regularly working around things, regularly leaping over barriers that may or may not actually exist, that pebble feels like a brick wall. And then you're left thinking, I'm not in control. I can't get around this. How in the world would I possibly do X, Y, Z? When everyone else is like, damn bitch, it's just a pebble. Like, you're good, you've got it. Take a step to the left put it in reverse, skirt, skirt right along, you'll be good to go, right? But if you don't have that mental discipline, that mental fortitude, and you haven't built that up over time, these obstacles feel insurmountable. They feel impossible. They feel like, yep, just another setback, just another this. I was going to do really good this week, but then I got invited here, and you know, I was close to losing 10 pounds, but then I went on vacation, and then I did this. I'm sure you guys have heard it before. I know I hear it a ton just in the fitness industry, It and to me, I'm like, that's not a That's not a valid reason. That's not legit. And that's what kind of goes on in my head, but only because I've transformed my mind to a place where I look at it that way. And it's really interesting. It's a really interesting position to be in when you are there and the close people in your life are not. And you got to check yourself sometimes. You, you can't listen to your your sister, your mom, your husband, or any, you can't listen to them tell these stories or tell these situations and be like, nope, you're good. You're fine. You can overcome it. You're good. You're fine. Like, they're going to be like, okay, fuck you. Why? Like, what, what, we got to let these people figure it out for themselves. And you can guide, you can assist, you can help, you can give a little nudge, but do not go pushing them over the pebble being like, see, told you so. Okay, You have to let them get to that point. But if you are there and you're starting to recognize like, oh my gosh, the people around me, like these excuses aren't even valid. This isn't even an excuse. This is just silly. This is a silly reason as to why you couldn't do it. Pat yourself on the back because that means you have gotten to a point in your journey where you have built up that mental discipline and that mental toughness and you can recognize these things and you now have a different perspective in life. And that's pretty fucking cool. And that perspective allows better success, faster success, greater success, and the ability to, again, overcome these obstacles because you know exactly where that line is between what you can and can't control. And lucky for you, lucky for us, we have a lot more on the side of things we can control versus those that can't. So where do I typically see this? Where can you guys typically see this? And unfortunately, if I'm calling you out right now, this could be where do I typically do this? And that's okay. That is okay. Everybody starts at a different point. Everybody has to grow through this at their own pace, their own rate. You should be proud that you are growing through it. But where do I see it? A lot of times it comes down to uh, certain plans popping up or certain events or, you know, an unforeseen something gets shuttled into the works and all of a sudden it is a... 100% 100% excuse or reason, rather, people don't view it as an excuse, they view it as a reason. It's a reason as to why certain individuals don't have to do the things that they know they need to do. So you hear that reason, you hear that plan, you get invited to blank, uh, and all of a sudden it's, you know, you write everything off. For example, you you get invited to, like, let's go back to the happy hour example, right? You get invited to happy hour on Friday, and you immediately assume, oh my gosh, I'm going to blow my nutrition. I've been good all week. I don't even want to go. I can't believe that we're going to have to do this. You know, I I was doing so well, but I know I have happy hour Friday. You assume your nutrition is going to be shit. You assume you're going to overdo it with drinks. You assume you're going to be hungover on Saturday. And, well, I did have a workout plan Saturday morning, but no way that's going to happen. I'm going to be trashed. Like, why? What? What? Why? Why are we on a Tuesday afternoon – hearing about plans for happy hour Friday, already preparing for our failure. To me, that makes no sense. But if you are notorious for overdoing it at happy hour, getting hammered on a Friday night, waking up Saturday completely hungover, if you are in the pattern, you are that person right now, then sure it probably makes sense that you're like shit balls. I didn't even want to go. I was going to just lay low Friday, but like now I got to, now I got to blow my nutrition. Now I got to, I mean, that's not the terms you're going to say it in, but you know what I mean, right? Then yes, that makes sense. But that is a reflection of your own doing. That is a pattern that you have established for yourself. And just as much as you have formed that pattern, you can unform it. You can break it. You can reestablish new ways of doing things. So instead of assuming that now nothing for the whole Friday and now Saturday, you've now made it two days, now assuming that all of that is out of your control because you simply got invited to happy hour, you're ruining your own progress. You're ruining your own success. You have now completely blurred or even deleted the line of control versus not. Like, how can you be okay with relinquishing all of your control to one decision someone else made, right? So-and-so invited you out. They decided we're doing happy hour. We're doing drinks on Friday. They made a decision. They, they made a choice. And you are now relinquishing all of your control for that one decision someone else made. That is Ridiculous. That is a conversation you need to have with yourself sooner rather than later if you have any interest in pursuing a balanced lifestyle because guess what? These happy hours, these dinners, these things that you now assume you cannot control, they're going to keep popping up. They're going to keep showing up in your day-to-day, in your week-to-week, months, years, whatever. They're not going anywhere. So instead of just writing it off as out of my control, we have to control more of it. We have to control the controllables. So what the heck does that look like? How the heck do we implement that so that you can start succeeding? So that you hear about plans on Friday and your brain doesn't automatically go towards failure. doesn't automatically go towards like, well, is what it is. Back to those frolicking through the daisies. Can't control it. Not my fault. I got invited out. Not my fault. I had five drinks. Not my fault. It is your fault. It is your fault. It's in your control. And as soon as you start to recognize that you have that control, things can start to change. First thing you need to know is that a lot of the things that you want control of most in your life are typically the things that you fear the most. Control always stems from fear. So when it comes down to breaking these barriers and kind of reestablishing habits, patterns, routines, ways of thinking in your life, you have to also know why you currently think the way you do. Again, if you are always the person who overdoes it at dinner, overdoes it with drinks, there's a reason why you automatically show up red flags when when you get invited out somewhere because you know what you typically do. That fear of overdoing it is stemming from somewhere and it's because you, you do it, It's because you've, you've allowed that pattern to occur. So when we're working through the things that you do want to control, or even more so the things that you have a hard time letting go of as far as that control goes, uh, try to figure out where that's stemming from. Try to figure out when that started or why that started, what actions you've taken throughout your life or you know, even your fitness journey that have caused a little bit of that hesitation of control to take place. For example, I used to be so restrictive with my food, with my nutrition, with my intake. Um, I was very fortunate where well, I didn't go through this for too long of a period of time through my fitness journey, but I absolutely did for quite a bit. Now, I used to not love, you know, going out to eat or having social plans or things of that nature because I couldn't control the food that was there. I had no control over the food that was at the barbecue or the dinner or whatever it may be. And because I didn't really have control, I was always scared I was going to overdo it because every time I was in that situation, I did in fact overdo it. It was really hard for me to restrict when I'm sitting in front of heaps and bounds of Italian food when I'm like, my mouth is freaking watering. So then I started to really want even more control of my food. Why? Because I had a fear that if I didn't control the food, I was going to overdo it. I was going to set myself back in my journey. So not that that situation applies to everyone, but all of us, you typically do have a fear surrounding something you wish to control. For, for whatever reason, past, present, whatever it is. So do a little digging, a little internal work, if you will, uh, to recognize where your fears are coming from and where you try to kind of lash out with more of that control uh, in order to kind of get to the bottom of it. So a little tidbit for you guys. But as far as moving forward, you guys do know that I am really big on action steps really big. I can talk and talk and talk about control versus not control versus my past experiences. But if you don't come out of every single freaking episode that I record with like, okay, I can do this right now, then I'm failing you guys with this podcast. Because as much as it is hype and motivation and a kick in the ass, it also needs to be tangible steps for you to improve whatever the topic may be. Whether it's your nutrition, your workouts, your mindset, your sleep, your stress, there needs to be something where you're like, okay, write that shit down. I got to start it right now. So action steps for you to apply the, what sounds like simple concept of control, what you can control uh, is going to look a little something like this. And the biggest thing too, and why I think this is so hard to apply for a lot of people uh, is because we have emotions and responses and we get caught up in how we feel about basically everything basically everything. And the way you feel and the emotions you have and what's going on tends to overpower that other side of your brain that is very, very much educated and knowledgeable and knows what the right decision is. And then our feelings start to speak up and we no longer make the right decision. And that right decision looks different for everyone. And it could be the same exact situation, but everybody's right decision looks different. So we have to recognize when our feelings and our emotions start to boil and rise to the top and where we start to blur that line of, okay, I actually could have done something differently. I actually could have responded differently. And 99% of the time, you may not be able to control what the situation is, but you absolutely, 5,000% can control the way you respond to it, control the way you react to it. And that is why I hate when people say, I'm going on vacation and I'm so scared I'm going to overdo it. There is nothing to fear. You are in control. No one is tying you down in the Bahamas and force-feeding you 12 pina coladas, three different burgers, and two slices of cheesecake in one sitting. That, if that was a possibility, yes, I would be scared too. I would be very fearful that I was going to overdo it in the Bahamas. I hope I don't get picked for that job. Like, but that is not what happens. There is no need to fear what is in your control. So you need to learn and establish what is in your control instead of writing everything off as, yeah, that's not me. That wasn't my responsibility. It is your responsibility. So number one of controlling the controllables is to stop looking for reasons not to do the thing and start finding reasons to do the thing. And I like to ask myself, like, what happens if I don't? Because that's a harder question. That's a little bit of a deeper, you know, response than like you're out to dinner and you get a little overboard and you go, oh, what's another glass of wine? What's this? What happens if I don't order another glass? Okay. I might feel a little bit better tomorrow. Might not be so over on my calorie goal. I might be able to get that workout done on a Saturday morning. Okay. Cool. Allows you to think versus like, yeah, what's one more glass, right? What happens if I don't go to the gym? Okay. I know if I don't go to the gym, I'm probably gonna be a little cranky that day because I tend to be a cranky bitch when I don't move my body. And then if I'm a little cranky, I'll probably spark up some arguments with my boyfriend for absolutely no reason. And then the two of us are going to wind up arguing all day. All right. I'm going to go to the gym. If I don't go, that's that's not a situation I want to put myself in. And I am in control of getting my booty to the gym. So I'm going to do it. So in these situations, when you start to find reasons, you start looking. You're looking for things that just, oh, well, you know, it's raining, so I couldn't get my steps in. Like, yeah, no, we can't control the rain. You are absolutely right about that. But can you control the fact that you can go to the gym and hit the treadmill? Can you pace back and forth in your apartment? Can you walk up and down the stairs 10 different times? They may not be things you want to do, but saying oh, I couldn't control it, I, the, it was raining. No, no, you couldn't control the rain, period. The next part of the sentence should be, so instead I blank. Finding ways around the obstacles to control what you can control. Your ability to hit your step goal has no bearing on the weather. Your ability to get to the gym has no bearing on the time you wake up. Right? All of these things are in your control. And if you're choosing to use the weather as a reason you're choosing to snooze your alarm, then it's a choice that you've made. But at the end of the day, you can still get this shit done. So when you start to get into these situations, like I said, ask yourself, what happens if I don't? Right. Start looking for reasons to do the things instead of finding reasons to not do them. Number two is going to be plan out your freaking day. I swear I sound like a robot with this one because I talk about it all of the time. But there is no better skill in life than organization. I, 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 I can't think of a single skill that's better. You can't get anything done if you're unorganized you cannot accomplish the shit you want to accomplish you can't show up as the person you want to be you can't move forward through life if you are just scatterbrained all of the time and nobody give me that shit of like i thrive in chaos okay maybe you do but do not plant yourself in chaos because as much as you may thrive right there i guarantee sustainably speaking you're going to do a lot better long term if you organize your motherfucking day okay plan your day out i'm a huge advocate for time blocking everything, everything. You guys are going to think I'm a psychopath, but I, every night before I go to bed, this is probably a habit of my own doing, but I have to do it now in order for me to go to sleep. I write out my entire day, wake up at 6am, leave for the gym, 630 gym, 645 to, I don't know, eight o'clock home by this time, shower this time, breakfast, check-ins, call, meeting, live Facebook, deep to deep podcast the whole day, the whole day. And don't get me wrong. There are a couple of days every now and then when like, I don't follow that at all. Things pop up. Life happens. Things get crazy. I do snooze my alarm. I have to rearrange. But every day before I go to sleep, I time block my entire day. And you know what, guys? 98% of the time, I then do and accomplish everything that got done, that needed to get done on that list of time blocks. And when there are things that pop up that are out of my control, the Wi-Fi stops working. Uh, There's a, a, a storm outside and we lose power. There are different things that I'm like, okay, well, shit, we lost power. I'm out of Wi-Fi. But because I time-blocked my day, because I planned all this shit out, guess what? I'm now five steps ahead of everything I need to get done. And if it takes them an hour to fix the Wi-Fi, so be it. I'm playing offense instead of constantly being on defense for the uncontrollables that life will hurdle your way as fast as humanly possible. Life comes at you hard, it comes at you fast. And if you are one step ahead or maybe even five steps ahead, you are a lot more likely, you kind of have that 2020 vision where you can take a step to the side and not get walloped in the head by whatever life is throwing at you. But if you are unorganized, you are not planned out, you are not on offense, you're playing defense, you're going to get hit. You're going to get hit time and time and time and time again until you say, well, shit, there's nothing I can do. It's out of my control. You know, I didn't plan for the Wi-Fi being out. Well, yeah, well, you also didn't plan for the day to go the way it needed to go either. And it just so happens now that the Wi-Fi doesn't work. You guys see what I'm saying? There's a totally different shift there. And until you are playing offense, you're planning your day, you're doing what you need to do to be organized, you're going to be someone who gets hit by these life things and it totally derails you for way longer than it needs to. Right, The the Wi-Fi being out for an hour will slow me down 60 minutes a time. But because I blocked my whole day out, I can catch up that 60 minutes a time because of the fact that I plan on being done at this time. I can move this back and I'm good to go. I controlled my controllables so much so that I actually can have wiggle room for when the uncontrollables hit me. So time blocking, huge. Having some sort of planner, I'm a pen to paper kind of gal. My planner looks like a mental patient with the amount of scribbles and lines and crossouts and notes, And but everything that comes into my brain has to be written down. That's the only way I can really think and remember. So my planner stays glued to my hip. My planner and my hydro jug basically go everywhere that I go because wherever I am, some idea is going to pop up. I got to write it down. And wherever I am, I'm going to need water because I'm always thirsty and I got to hit my gallon. So those two things never leave my side and I love my planner. Honestly, I don't use anything crazy. I know you guys are going to ask, but what planner do you use? My mom got this for me for Christmas. I honestly think she got it at Staples. Like it's just a regular run-of-the-mill planner, has a little block for each day. It has a big chunk for the month and, and that's it. I like a big planner where I can write out everything. I don't need these tiny little boxes where I'm like trying to write everything in there and it doesn't fit. I hate that. So I like a big one. Uh, Staples, Home Goods, Marshalls, it, Office Depot, whatever whatever works for you, Amazon. Don't go buy anything crazy. I think this thing was like 12 bucks. Okay? Plan everything out. If you are organized, you will succeed. And another step in that organization too with controlling the controllables, put yourself first. Sounds silly, but put yourself first for your day, for me. That's getting a workout done before the craziness of my day starts. That is getting up, getting up early. You know, phone is off. I'm not talking to anybody. I'm not messaging anybody. I'm not answering emails, nothing. I am taking care of me in my workout first. You want to know why? Because I know that an uncontrollable something will pop up in my day for whatever the time it is that I said I was going to work out unless I do it in the morning before life starts to wake up and everything is crazy. That is how I control what I can control. I don't have the ability to change the craziness that pops up or the ability to change the Wi-Fi going out, but I do have the ability to put myself first in a time of the day that I know will be interrupted and I can get that workout done, feel like a million bucks, and then start my day. And this is not me advocating for morning workouts, although I absolutely do. You got to find what works best for you. But understand that when the uncontrollables are smacking you day after day after day, you're like, holy shit, I haven't gone to the gym all week because this ran late on Monday. Tuesday, I had to pick up the kids. Wednesday, I wasn't feeling so great. Thursday, you are now playing victim to the uncontrollables instead of figuring out what you can control. Maybe that is an extra hour of your morning where you're up and you're at it and you're doing the damn thing. So plan out your day so that you have yourself first, everything else can kind of follow suit, and then if things do pop up, you're always one step ahead. Number three, strictly mindset here. We are going to adjust the way that you think. And I've touched on this quite a bit through the show, so I'm not going to harp too heavily on it. But if you are playing victim to the situations around you, uh, that's going to kick you in the ass you know, time and time and time again. You have to adjust the way that you think because you can't control unforeseen circumstances, but you do control your response. Now, that response is very easy when things are going well we're good. We're happy. This is great. My schedule's working. The time block's working. I crushed my workout this morning. Feeling good, feeling great. But when shit hits the fan and life gets tough, you get hit with an uncontrollable, you have to allow yourself the the self-awareness really to be able to acknowledge your response. And if your response is drop everything, I can't do it, Da-da. then th- th- that's on you. That's on you. Your response is in your control. And if you think it is, great. If you're like, no, it's not. If you start arguing that point, you are probably the problem. So I like to do the five minute rule because hear me out. When shit hits the fan, you're going to get pissed. You're going to be annoyed. You're going to be frustrated. You're going to whatever. Give yourself five minutes give yourself five minutes to be all of those things, to get annoyed, to yell, to rant, to be upset, to whatever you need to do for five minutes, set a timer, then shut the fuck up and move the fuck on. Okay. It sounds crazy, but five minutes, have your pity party. Do it. I love it. I love a good pity party. My poor boyfriend, he's probably tired of my little pity parties, but then I shut up and I move on because it is what it is. Can't do anything about the Wi-Fi. Move on. I'm going to go to a coffee shop for the rest of the day. I need some Wi-Fi right? That's it. Not going to sit here harping on it. I'm not going to sit here complaining about it. I'm not going to sit here talking and talk. Just find a solution and move on. So adjust the way you respond. And then if you really want to challenge yourself, adjust how long you allot yourself that response, unless the response is positive, right? If your response and you're retraining your brain to just find a solution, cool. If you're someone who needs a little bit of that pity party like me, you got to complain and yell and scream and get upset, fine. Allot yourself a smaller period of time. See if you can do it for, for three minutes, before you move the fuck on. Or two minutes, right? Challenge yourself to get better at the response that you give and the rate at which that response comes. Number 4, and going back to my planner, for just controlling what you can control, write it out. I I, I pen to paper, like don't type it, don't don't, you know, write it on your phone, like write it out on a piece of paper what the situation is write whatever's overwhelming you or you feel yourself start to spiral or you are kind of having that pity party for longer than five minutes and things are getting a little dicey, write a list. What is in your control in that situation versus what is not, okay? And get creative because a lot of us will start to get super creative and start writing out a grocery list of everything we can't control. And then for what's in our control, we'll say, I don't know, nothing. No, no, think about it. Truly, truly think about it. What can you still do about whatever the situation is? What can you maneuver around? What can be adjusted? How can you better show up? How can you better respond? Who can you call on for help? What can you control in this situation? And physically pen to paper, pencil to paper, whatever you want, write it down, okay? That is what you now need to focus on. Beyond those five minutes when you've thrown the pity party, you've journaled about it, you've read everything down, that list of what you can control because that situation didn't go anywhere. You didn't you didn't solve it by writing things down but you're now better able to handle and that kind of leads me into number five as well with do something do something when that emotion runs high and you're frustrated and you're it's out of your control and you're just you got, you've got all this pent up energy and when we can let that energy overrule us or we can use it so think of it like this if, if you are. I don't know. I I literally like to like visualize a human body and something happens. There's a trigger. There's a, there's a uncontrollable, whatever it may be. And your body from like the bottom of your toes starts like filling up and it's like getting bright red, right? All that energy and frustration and upset or annoyed or whatever it is that's boiling to the top. That energy has to go somewhere. And the problem with a lot of people out there is that They do nothing, and where does that energy go? It goes right to their brain, right? It filled all the way up from their toes, through their legs, through your torso, all the way up, and it's now sitting in your brain, and it's all you can think about it's all you can talk about it's all you can focus on is because that energy has built up so much that you are now incapable of even probably doing a totally unrelated task you may skip your workout at the gym because you're so caught up about something that happened at work you may choose to go you know to Taco Bell drive through when you haven't had fast food in months because it's just you can't even think about what to make for dinner that energy that's now festering in your brain is going to negatively impact the shit you have going on elsewhere, relationships, career, fitness, whatever it may be. So take action, do something. And then I like to think about it in the form of physical action. Let it out, okay? Go run around the neighborhood, go up and down the stairs, do five push-ups, scream at the top of your lungs, punch a hole through your wall for crying out loud. I don't care. Whatever it is going to be that alleviates all of that bright red energy that's now festering in your brain, let it out. Let it out, okay? Physical exertion is probably going to be your best bet here unless you're like sitting in the middle of the office and you can't really drop down and start doing some burpees. But go take a walk, okay? Go to the bathroom and back. Go do something physical to let that energy out because it will start to control you. It absolutely will and it's going to be negative. So instead of keeping it in and letting it build, letting it control you, take it out. And this could even be in the form of this helps me a ton as well. If you have a really close friend or family, someone in your life who will just let you rant and you want to go back up, you know, step number three here of the five minute rule, you want to rant out all of that energy to someone who they're not going to give you advice. Tell them, I don't need advice. I don't need you to even really say anything. Just let me fucking go for a second. You know, call that person, let that energy out, alleviate your brain and your body from all that pent up redness. And you are now going to be so much more likely to find solutions, find what you can control, find what what is in your power. The situation didn't go away. Your lap around the neighborhood, you jumping jacks, it didn't get rid of the situation, but you are now in a position to handle it a whole lot better. So let out that physical energy, let out that frustration, do something, take action. In regards to whatever it may be. And I pinky promise this has been a game changer for me to be able to just breathe and move forward. And coming full circle with this, I I really do like that saying. It it can be applied to pretty much everything. Like whether you think you do or you think you don't, you're right. Kind of deal with whatever the situation is. Whether you think you're in control or you don't, you're right. (laughs) Whether you think you can lose 10 pounds or you don't, you're right. Like your brain guys, takes control of everything you do. And even if it is a situation that you perceive to be out of your control, but you start thinking about it in that regard, you just confirmed that correct. Or you could surprise yourself with the amount of shit you're able to overcome, the amount of shit you're able to do, how successful you will be if you start to recognize that your thoughts, your energy, your way of thinking, your ability to navigate around the pebbles and the brick walls is in your control. So start implementing these five things. Start figuring out when and where in your life you're letting things control you that really shouldn't have any bearing on anything at all. And like I said, the longer you are on your fitness journey, the more success you've curated as far as that mental discipline, the better you're going to be able of distinguishing that fine line and kind of navigating and even moving that line more so in the favor of all the shit you can control. It's a process that takes time, but as always, it starts up top with your mindset. And as always, appreciate every single one of you for listening in, tuning in. I hope you guys took something out of today's show. And if you did, please send me a message, tag me on Instagram, share the show. I want as many people as possible just jumping on the bandwagon of being the baddest, toughest, most mentally disciplined human being they can possibly be and winning in all areas of their freaking life. So if you want to join in on the conversation, you want to join the mental reppers. We do have a Facebook group where we continue to just grow and grow and hype each other up, hold each other accountable and continue the conversation as far as all the topics discussed on this show. So if you want to join in on the mental reps podcast, Facebook group, you can go ahead and tap the link in today's description. And if you want to rep the MRP, you want a little averages over on the back of your hoodie. Absolutely. 10 out of 10 recommend. I freaking love it whenever I wear it out to like the grocery store, anywhere. I was at the grocery store the other day. Somebody stopped me and was like, holy shit, like that hoodie is sick. I'm like, thank you very much. Like it just, it feels good to represent that message. And if you are ready to represent that message as well, grab yourself some merch. Okay. And then tag me in that as well, because I love seeing you guys repping the MRP. So thank you so much for tuning in and I will catch up with you guys next week.